We in? We on? We're on. We're on. Dale. Where are we? We're in Del Mar. Who's we're, here? We're at Bird Rock Coffee Roasters. Because we knew that Tori Nyhog <laughs> is a coffee man. I know. What did you get? A gold digger? You just so happened to see me here. Yeah, with almond milk. Yeah, we just happened to run into him here. We actually didn't. We've been planning this for like what, three or four weeks now? Yeah, longer, yeah. But yeah. happy to have the Canadian beast. What is your that's that's Jay Miron. Yeah, I know. What's your um, nickname? Who started calling me that? I think Pete started calling me that. Yeah. My friends call me Terry. The best looking man in BMX. That's what guys. it is. That's what it is. <laughs> Matt Polkamp had to give up the title. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the new new school Matt Polkamp, Benny. (laughs) But anyways, people of BMX, I'm Jason. Dale's here, and as you heard, Tori's here. And guess what? Tori not only wants to talk Tori, he also wants to talk crap. He wants to talk some BMX shit with the old grumpy pros. How about that? (laughs) Everyone wants to hear that. No one wants to just hear the most boring cliches. We want to hear the real stuff. All right. We don't need to talk bad on anyone, but let's you know let's talk. Uh, Well, I, I think it's good to have. Um, Tori's opinion because like I say I do do a lot of podcasts with people my age the, the, I guess the 90s guys but Tori is one of the, the younger guys that's happy to uh, voice his opinion and uh, Tori's becoming one of the older guys yeah oh don't say that no it's don't cool that. own that yeah, own that. Can be a vet. I say veteran. Yeah, twenty seven. Can be, you can be a vet. We call you the, the consummate professional. It's kind of cool. I keep, I keep saying like ages twenty seven to like thirty two are man strength years. It's true. Well, you look at a lot of the top guys in the sport right now are late twenties. I mean, Joris is a year older than me. Graf's going to be thirty this year. I mean, there's a lot of guys in their late twenties that are good. Stumpy one thirty three when they yeah, title. Yeah, you know? Stumpy. So putting it down and. We gotta find a way to, to get Stumpy on the show. Where is he these days? He's he's riding I, mountain bikes with Robert Rio Frio. Oh, is he? Shout out anything. to Rio Frio. Since he retired, I haven't seen anything from. He's not yeah. very quiet school online. Teacher, right? Yeah, school teacher. Yeah. yeah, I think he's got three, four kids, right? He's got like twelve kids. No, he's he's got I think four kids. Um, and Carrie, his wife, they do homeschooling with the kids, and I, I think Randy's teaching, but I don't know if he's teaching in a traditional setting. Mm. And then he. You know, he has, like, acres of property, and then he, he does... I know he rides mountain bikes with his buddy, Robert Rio Frio. I know that because Robert posts yeah, pictures on yeah. Facebook. Good for him. Smart guy. Well, let's... Um Let's get going. Where do we want to start with Tori? We don't need to go right to the start. Everybody kind of knows who he is. Now, yeah. Gunther's Olympics is your third one, right? Yeah, third Olympics. Is there anybody else? Connor? Connor would be Connor. Like a male would be Connor. Um, I'm probably forgetting someone. Joris. 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 Anybody South American? Uh, Mariana. Kendo's been to, I guess if he goes, it'd be his third. Yeah. Be, no, he didn't go to Beijing. No. Be his third. He ain't going nice. Mar- no. Mariana, no. Mariana. Was, Mariana would be his third. Brooke. Brooke, yeah. yep. Nick Long. No, didn't Nick done London and yeah, Rio? Nick, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick. yeah, Corbin was the alternate in yeah. London. Yeah. It'd be cool. Well, How many people are... But there's less people. men that are going now. True. True. But probably you know what? It doesn't change a whole lot in the process, really. So for him, it probably for, doesn't really. For him, it doesn't mean a thing. More of the Americans, yeah. French, British. It's kind of the... probably the t- Again, I don't keep an eye on all that points as much. So I guess the points have started, you know, the big rundown started. It doesn't seem as much, maybe it will start kicking in this year, the hype. What do you think, Tori? Is it as hyped as previous build-ups and running in? It's hard to get hyped too early because it's such a long process. Yeah. Like, you just have to get in the gate and perform every time. So I think if you if you put too much emphasis on the Olympics, it's not going to work. You're just going to ride tight. Like, Of course, you have to have the Olympics in your mind as, like, a qualification or, like, an end goal, but... 
I mean, I've never raced like the Olympics is the be all end all of my career. You know, I've, I've just wanted to do it the best I could at the race I was at, and I think that's why I've had success along the way, and I've been able to stay in the moment in the qualification period. London, you was injured, right? I yeah, it was coming yeah, from I had, injury. Yeah, so I ruptured my spleen in Papandal with three months before. I remember that crash. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was gnarly. Yeah. so bad. And then I had my spleen taken out like nine weeks before. Right. So, like, looking back now, like, I can't even believe I raced, to be honest. Like, it's unbelievable that I was even there. So, mm-hmm. it was then, a good experience. And then fifth in, was it fifth or six? Fifth in Rio. Fifth in Rio. Yeah. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. That's a that's a weird race, right? Like, especially when, when there's medals being awarded. Oh, yeah. Because, like, I looked, like, You made the, the main. Race, yeah, after, but, here's the thing. After the race, like... If you look at just the race and not the Olympics, I've been like, wow, like I'm proud of what I did. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah. And like I am still, but at the Olympics, you either medal or you don't exist. Like if that was a World Championships or a World Cup, like a fifth, I'd be like, wow, that was good, good weekend. But it's the Olympics, you leave there, you're just like empty-handed, and it sucks. Who got four? Nick. 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 Okay, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that. Oh man, yeah. That, that's really, that's yeah, a little yeah, bit yeah, more yeah, of a yeah. heartbreaker oh, there. Oh yeah. Yeah. First to fourth, but. Well, that, well, that's the Olympic talk. So, <laughs> uh, Olympic all right. Talk. So, what do you what do you think of the state of now? We can talk a bit more. The state of it. Well, you've been you've been. This is interesting. We were talking about this offline or off recording, whatever off you air. want to call it. Yeah. Off air. Good job. And we were talking about that you have not been racing because of your concussion. And it's so funny because we were saying that we didn't realize it had been that long of a time ago that you didn't race because. There's so many guys who don't race that much. Yeah, no, it's true. So it's especially, been, yeah, since especially, the world, right? Yeah, since the world. So I got a pretty bad concussion of the world and haven't raced since then. What What was it, like the quarters or something? Or? Eight, actually. Eight. Yeah, I got a bad start. So I was coming through the pack and was jumping in the second turn. I was kind of trying to catch up to fourth. And then um, I think some guys crashed the inside of me and they just took out my bike. And I guess I just, yeah, ate it into the wall of the turn. So I got knocked out. And I remember, I remember kind of coming to in the... Uh, medic area underneath the hill and I got I got taken to the hospital and, and by the time I was in the ambulance I was completely with it and stuff and then so I went to the hospital and the doctor looked at me for like five minutes and said yeah you're, you're fine really like there's no need for a CT scan or anything and then they sent me back to the hotel and that was kind of it that was kind of it and how many months has that been since you've raced? <laughs> six or so seven, six. six seven yeah so just for people who don't know and I think you know it's, it's evolving as time's gone by but there's like you're like literally waiting to be cleared to train, waiting to be yeah. cleared to race. So like, what's what's that protocol, and what are the thresholds, so to speak? To like, what are they looking for? So one of the hardest things about it is it's not like a bone where they can just do an X-ray and see if it's still broken or healed. It's tough. You have to be very disciplined in your self-monitoring skills. Um, so for me, like, I just try and build up training gradually until a point where, like, you're challenging yourself or you're not overdoing it and causing a lot of symptoms to flare up, like whether it's headache, nausea, or whatever, that kind of stuff. And so I recently started seeing a concussion specialist, I think, uh, mid-November. And so the rehab we've been focusing on is a lot of, like, uh, visual processing exercises. So... The way he explained it to me is you have two fields of vision. You have the field of vision that's like looking and focusing on something, and then your other field of vision is like everything else, processing everything else. So often in a concussion, that gets knocked out of whack, so it can be overwhelming for your visual field to process things. So like the last few months, I haven't really had much of a problem lifting weights or anything in the gym. It's like even if I just go for a spin around the block, I'll feel dizzy and feel like shit the next day. And then I've tried riding even like a couple months ago, I tried riding for like 40 minutes, and I had a headache for like a week or two after, and it was really tough. So... 
we're working on, and that's what's the cause of my symptoms is the visual processing system. So a lot of the exercises we're doing uh, is like tracking stuff. So for instance, they'll like have a ball on a string and move it back and forth in front of me and I got to track the ball and read off letters at the same time while being aware of stuff going on around me. That gives me a headache now. Right? Yeah. So that kind of stuff, it's tough. It's tough work. And at first I can only do it for 15, 20 seconds and feel dizzy, but now I'm to the point where I can do it for a minute and be like balancing on one foot. And so I saw a picture of you doing something where there was like a, like a string and it was tied to something yeah. and there was like these... I guess balls along ba- yeah, yeah. like beads or balls along yeah. the string. So what what's that one? What's the goal with that one? So it's about focusing on something and being aware of your surroundings and also like being able to adjust your vision to like close far, mm. close far, okay. and still being able to be aware of everything and re- basically retraining your visual system. It's like with any injury, right? Like say you break your ankle, like I did a few years ago. You need to retrain balance. You need to retrain strength. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing. And so a lot of the stuff we're doing is. Um, yeah, to retrain your visual processing system. Um, and yeah, it's tough work. It's tough work. Frustrating, probably. You just want to get on it as really well, right? frustrating. Because yeah. often, like, it's weird. You feel normal. And, like, mm. you feel completely normal. And then you'll do something. And you'll be like, oh, my God. Like, shit. you got to take some days off. And it's tough, yeah. Wow. It's tough. So, during that time, we also were talking about, while well, the recorder was off, we were off air, uh, looked like you lost a little bit of weight. <laughs> we were talking about you lo- but like in a healthy, lean yeah, yeah. kind of male model way. But, <laughs> but um, that's why yeah. when I'm in race, I'm like, I think he should turn into an Instagram model. He should. <laughs> he should. Anyways, well, he can be both. That's the mm, good thing. Mm. Um, so what did you do? What What did you do? Clearly, you're not lifting as much weights or training as hard, but you don't look like lost weight, like skinny rail yeah, fan. I yeah. mean, you still look strong and. You know, like you can do things, but yeah. what what was the change? Was it change in diet? What was the purpose? What was the reason? Did you not scared to get fat while you were <laughs> not training, or what? Um, well, yeah, like I said, I've still been in the gym and lifting and stuff, and generally that's all all good and fine. So I read a lot of studies because I not only do I want to do the rehab stuff, but I want to you know because it's been a long process and your brain's your brain. I wanted to kind of exhaust all avenues, so I read a lot about. Um, nutritional ways to recover from concussion I listened to some podcasts about it I read some studies um, they recommend keto diets or low carb diets because a higher carbohydrate diet can cause um, inflammation and can excite your cells Sugar. especially in your brain yeah and cause symptoms and cause um, a longer recovery period so I cut out a lot of carbohydrate in my diet um, so I'm more or less eating paleo and just really low carb and I really notice a good difference like physically I feel really good at energy and also like mental clarity um, as well as like I'm being really on top of my supplements I'm taking turmeric every day and fish oil and I read some studies, uh, some studies on vitamin D as well there you have um, it people that's the new sauce yeah <laughs> that's the new sauce <laughs> and it's really do my best to maximize like sleep and, and that kind of stuff as well so yeah. so you're like taking care of yourself yeah imagine that, that what I'm hearing imagine okay. Okay. So we have Savannah here, your girlfriend, who is who is a what's your bachelor's nutritional scientist. That doesn't hurt either. That doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. And I'm and as you're telling as you're talking about all the studies you read and the this and the that, I'm like looking at her and she's like, you know, because I'm waiting for her to like give me the bull, you know, just like it's like ah, that's bullshit. I don't agree with that. But no, there was nothing. She was like. Yep. Yeah, and she's, yep. She she's, was signing off on everything. Yeah. She's done a really good job of looking up stuff and yeah. Yeah, helping with stuff too. So. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Um, what do you got, Dale? I'm trying to think. We don't really need to take it back in his, his no. race. I mean, we've kind of done two He's a kid from already. K. He's a kid yeah. from Canada who's really good at racing. <laughs> there we go. How about, how's, how's things going with the uh, Federation Canada and 
They're good, yeah. Any yeah, Olympic yeah. drama in yeah. the Federation between you and the other person? No, no Olympic drama. Like, <laughs> Canada's very seems very less drama free. Yeah. Just more, you guys just get on with it. Don't you? Small. We're, yeah, we're not a. We're not. Well, not honestly, we're not a powerhouse in the sport of BMX. That's no, really? <laughs> we're not. We just don't have the numbers. We don't yeah. have, you know, what, you know, for whatever reason. But we have really good staff members and yeah, really you loyal do. staff members. You do. And, like, I think we got some of the best team atmosphere and smartest mm-hmm. people in, in the pits, and I truly believe that. So they're. I think they like work. They love working with us, and we love working with them. So of course, when you respect each other, like you're going to do everything for each other. And I think that's you know they've been really supportive through this whole process. And I've been. Uh, our uh, team Cairo Jim Turner she's been giving me treatments every week because there's also a lot of stuff you can do for treatment for a concussion from yeah, a for sure. physical perspective so that's been really good as well and yeah the, the team's good, team's nice. good. Bre- Brendan is he kind of the go boss or? I think he's the yeah. I shouldn't say I think he's like the next gen guy right. coaching yeah. yeah yeah cool 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 and how's BMX in general in Canada like I said we know it's small but yeah um any growth or I think so because I think a lot of the a lot of the people watch the Olympics and since that I think it's helped the sport in Canada and when yeah. you won the um, what's it called Pan Ams Pan, Pan Ams I mean that seemed a good race good atmosphere and for sure and I think it inspired a lot of kids to ride or at least I hope it did because you, know, that's, you don't often get to see a race like that at home style like right. of course it did so yeah. I think if nothing else like I'm sure it, it inspired some more people to get on bikes but I think also just having people like general people in the country know about BMX I think it helped a lot because it got quite a bit of TV time yeah, yeah. and were you like the local? I should say the local. You're obviously Canadian. You won. So how, was that pretty a pretty wild experience? Like media on you? Oh yeah, that it was insane. Thing? Like the next few days, all I did was go on whatever TV show, Went on, TV like, show. And, yeah, and I couldn't go anywhere like through the streets or airports without getting recognized. It was pretty cool. I've never had that before. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty cool, especially because it was on the first day of the game. So I was one of the first medals the entire game. So. That was pretty cool. So you, like, set the tone. Yeah. You set the pace for yeah. the country. It was a really good experience, and I think that really helped me into Rio also. Yeah, nice. it really helped me. Now, at the Pan Am Games, did they have the moose in front of your building like they, they do did. at the World? Did, did. Does, that, does that moose go? Comac. He's got a Twitter that, account. It's a name. Comac. Comac. Okay. Oh, yeah, so you, you, won, you won the Pan Ams in four? Oh, four? Uh, seven. No, seven. Seven. Connor I won, won in eleven. Oh, okay, so you, Connor, you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Wow. Yeah. Should have had Connor here as well. Should We could have. About it all. Have you ever had him on the show, Connor? Yeah, we have to talk to his agent. No, 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 I, I haven't. No, I just yeah, he doesn't seem like he's that. Uh, I don't know. He seems kind of very quiet on everything, you know. So yeah, I don't know if he all wants right. to uh, ruffle any feathers. He did tell me at the training center last year. He said he's got a lot to say, but he's going to wait till after the Olympics. All right. So he, cool. Well, let's let's get into a bit of scoop let's and, get and, and scoop. Story scoop. What and, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. What if what if you said you had some stuff to say, some stuff you've been noticing? So. You lead us out. Who lead us out? Where do you want yeah. to start? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, had, I had a rant in mind, and it's funny because me and Sam were just talking about this, like, I don't know, like a month ago maybe. Right. One of the things, like, I see from people is just like, okay, so first of all, there's like 200 guys in the world coming out. Everyone trains hard. Everyone's on a program, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I don't get how people can just go to the races and just, like, do poorly and then just, like, think that... Um, the sport owes them something. Mm. Like the sport doesn't owe you shit. Entitlement. Like you gotta work your you gotta work your ass off for no reward. Like none of us work our ass off and think like, oh, the sport owes me a podium. Like mm. no, you gotta claw, you gotta battle, and just like the sense of like, like everyone's just dazzling each other with uh, track times and like kink times, first straight times. Who cares? Man- manuals down the third Seriously, straight. It doesn't mean anything on race day. Like you gotta get out there and compete, and that's something like my parents. Uh, instilled me from a young age is like when I played hockey or lacrosse or whatever like 
no matter how you're feeling, just get out there and compete. And I think like a lot of people, if they're not feeling super peaky or whatever, just mail it in and go whatever. It's like, no, get out there and compete. Like you owe a responsibility to the people investing in you, yourself and your sponsors to compete to the finish line every single lap. And I think that's lost in today's age and I, it's really sad. Yeah, like, I would be frustrated. I'm frustrated for people wow. I have nothing invested in. Like, dude, like compete. Mm-hmm. Look at that, people. Do you want to, you want to name drop anybody? Or? No. <laughs> so, 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 well, you don't have to name drop. Because, country, country because drop. basically he said there's like at least 183 people who are not doing, who are doing that. So, right, because there's like 200 guys who signed well, I mean, like, the World yeah, Cup. Yeah, I mean, you read all the Mauri sheets, so you right, should know so, you've listed them off. <laughs> right. So what are you seeing? Like, what what are they saying or doing or or what's the behavior that's like saying that they are entitled or yeah like i'm obviously the vast majority of people aren't like that i'd say like the top you don't be, become a good bmx or athlete with that attitude right. i just see it from here like now and then on social media posts or whatever and it's just like it makes me shake my head or like people think they deserve like a sponsors whatever it's like you got to earn it like the goal of like a kid coming into the sport like i don't like how it's changed to like just being on a team it's like when i was younger all i wanted to do was be successful i didn't care what what kind of gear I had. I didn't care yeah. how I looked. I just wanted to compete so bad. And I just, mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of people like that. I just, I think that's the attitude a lot of people need now. Yeah, I think part of that too is like the culture of the sport though. Because I wanted to do well as a kid. But I also, I always saw like that factory team or the cool bike. And so there was like something that I was pushing For toward. Sure. yeah, me too, um, me too. But I also knew my, <laughs> I also knew my place because like my brother's jersey said factory, mm-hmm. mongoose, and mine said mongoose racing team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, damn, yeah. that kind of hurts. Yeah. But I, but I never expected it. Only just because he was making mains at nationals and I was getting motoed yeah. at the time. But I think you're, I think what you're saying is now people are like, you know number one novice like looking for yeah looking for the you know the chase deal or the s squared deal. of course and of course when i was a kid i wanted to be on a factory team like i had a poster of, like the power light factory team but um i just wanted to get out there and compete and i think you know if you like my advice to the kids coming in if you if you just have that hunger to compete and do the best for yourself like just be really intrinsically motivated i think that's what will have you or allow you to have a successful career in bmx and that's what i think that's why a big reason why I've been successful, I think, is because I always just wanted to do stuff and prove it to myself and then just compete. And the rest comes with it, doesn't it? You get the yeah. results, you get, you know, the recognition and the all the, you know, the rewards come after that, you know? So it just kind of all files into place, doesn't yeah. it? You don't yeah. have to... Um, I, I have something kind of ranty, and you're actually a little guilty of it. Oh, no. I probably am. <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, and I and I and I understand how training's been has evolved. I do. My head's not in the clouds. But I'm the riding the track by myself posts does not look fun. What do you mean by riding the track? By so myself? I see a lot of posts of pros riding by themselves at a track. Okay, like yeah. they're on the gate or they're on the hill or they're doing this, and they're like, "There's no one at the track mm-hmm. <laughs> ever." Mm-hmm. And so to me, it's just like who who. Like, I don't know. It just seems yeah, like there's. Yeah. The, it just seems like a little. If you're not racing much, and then they're not obviously. Seeing, I don't know. You know I don't know. Yeah. It might not be the reason why, but part of it is because with social media nowadays, people get pissed if you post a video from a gate practice and like you're beating them or something. People get pissed. Really? So a lot of time. A lot oh. of time, the reason why. Oh, dude! See, see, '90s pros would have been like, "Check me out." Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. actually, Todd Lyons does it now. Right. So with his that. old stuff, yeah, and it's great. Yeah. He's like, "Look, I smoke Craig Reynolds." <laughs> right. Yeah. A lot but of it's people awesome. Don't like. They figured if it's just easier to post a video by yourself, so you don't piss anyone off by like showing if you can beat them or whatever. Right. I think that could be a reason why. 
And yeah. a lot of time, too, a lot of guys practice on their own. No, I know they practice on their yeah. own. Like, well, I, don't know. I get the supercross aspect as well. You don't want to be riding supercross with, you know, 200 kids True. during practice. True. But it would be but nice. I'm talking like Lake Paris. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean they have the two, Tuesday night Chula Vista. That's a good session. And then it kind of, it, the kids yeah. kind of come in out of that. So they get to experience yeah. that. But, yeah, in general, especially probably more so in Europe, you see them all, all on their own, you know. Yeah. And well, I mean, part of, like, look, don't get me wrong. I like training posts, but I just, it just, it looks weird when, like, a lot of the track poster is either, you know, they're just guys training by themselves, which is, yeah. you know, I don't know. I think because we we came up and there's probably a generational gap, probably actually definitely a generational gap, mm-hmm. but, like, our track time was practice nights and maybe we got an hour before an I know, hour it was social after, as well I mean I know you guys social as well I mean but that we would all go out for you know from there straight to Wahoo's or yeah. sushi it was like a, a full yeah. night out on a Wednesday night whatever you know yeah. or Friday night we would but I so look forward to going to the track yeah me too no, no, yeah. I do yeah. like that and yeah. I like like for instance Tyler's track on a Tuesday night yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually going for taco but Tuesday. nobody posts anything yeah. from that night true, that's like the yeah, night I mean, yeah. who's pulling yeah, true. You know? Yeah. I mean, because it's not like the kids The kids see you getting smoked or not getting smoked <laughs> there. What's the difference? True, yeah. But I think, yeah. No, I, I can't disagree with all you. All right. I can't disagree with So you. all I'm asking is that you post a couple pics of, like, oh, a enough. normal track day. Well, Tori's got, is one of the guys that has a lifestyle. You see his, his, his personal stuff as well. Yeah, and his, I know. his lifestyle is at the beach, is doing this, his model shot in. And, but some <laughs> of them, like, I started uh, not... I started them friend. I, I follow people that I'm interested in. I don't care if you're the best. True, my friends. true. I've got great friends that I don't follow because they're boring. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so yeah, yeah. I, I I delete a lot of the the, the racer guys because or stop following. I know they don't care, but yeah, yeah. they're they're boring. Well, I think it's important on social yeah. media and like to give like people to follow you like an insight to your life and not just post a photo from a race saying mm. trust the process or whatever you know like, yeah yeah it's, it's gotta get to creative insight. follow something else get some ideas from other sports well stuff, this know? weekend didn't turn out exactly as planned but I like to think yeah oh the classic yeah. uh, well, the what classic. I tell the kids on my team because obviously they're, they're young and they're kind of getting into the game I always say hey Nobody wants to post a picture on a Sunday after a bad result. I said, get a post in Friday during practice, whether that's, you don't have to be a ride shot, hanging out in the pits, hanging out with your friends, you know, or, or the, you just met up with the buddies. That's, said, the, that's the, said, the most fun part of yeah, the race anyways, I said, yeah. Friday. I said, get something in there. So if you do have a bad day on Sunday, we don't have to like, oh man, they didn't even post. We just spent two grand sending you down to Florida and right. I've got nothing back. So get your post nearly. And if you don't like posting, a lot of the kids don't like posting. Get one in early, you know, yeah. and uh, and then yeah, focus on the job. How big is social media? Obviously, Dale, well, JRST, you guys have been involved in the industry. How big is social media for like bike sales or that kind of stuff? It's, it's think, a question that I've always been interested in. I don't. I the demographics. I mean, you guys have a, a, a bigger following than 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 the most, but still, the the demographics of BMX and the following of racer compared to skateboarding or even yeah. freestyle yeah. is so small, you know. So. Um, yeah, and I'd then and even then, it's like say you have the new carbon rim wheel sponsor, right? And you're a kid, and you're like, oh, I want those carbon wheels. And then you go to mom, and you're 11 or 10 or even 14, and you're like, you tell your parents you want a 700 to 1200 dollars set of wheels, and you have no money to buy it. Versus like the adult who's looking at like I don't know, whatever mountain bike pro, and they're like, okay, wheels bought, like. Yeah. <laughs> You know, they're sent to their office. Yeah. So there's, there's that. And then I read something, um, like the ex, one of the one of the CEOs or something, but but high up in one of the tech companies, Reddit, um, or maybe it's a maybe it's a website, yeah. but Reddit, Reddit yeah, yeah, yeah. But they were saying how like every all the metrics are fake. Not all of them, but most of everything is fake. Yeah, and there's this. How's it fake? No, period. 
like like you could be talking to a bot that bot could be talking to you they could be following oh, on you reddit. yeah just just uh, no not on reddit like all, like all the like a lot of the online i'm using quotes guys uh, and my my fingers all of the like data that you see those metrics yeah. like a lot of it is fake fake data and then there i i, I yeah. heard something <laughs> then i was listening to um, npr and they were talking about the same thing and like even even the stuff on on facebook this that and the other is starting to be fake and there's actually this term and it's called inversion right so because there's like these algorithms right and so they're saying that they're scared of this inversion which means that that there's enough fake accounts out there that once the, if if those fake accounts or the activity on those fake accounts surpass the activity on real accounts, then the algorithm will be dictated by the fake accounts. Well, that's definitely closed in the algorithm already. Yeah. You can tell that already. Yeah. Oh I took a lot. That was like yeah. a lot of energy to say. No, I mean, it matters, but, but I guess the point is like it's it's starting to get hard to to distinguish literally what's, what's authentic and what's not. I, I, I recommend to my guys on the team like... A lot of the posts, yeah, you're right. It probably doesn't relate to a sale as much, especially, you know, I have mm-hmm. young kids and amateurs on my team. But it, it's, a, and that's why I put a lot of stuff on my personal page as well. It's a, it's a nod, it's a shout out to the people, all my sponsors, everybody that gives me or my team money. They're, they're not only my personal friends, but they're on my page. And I, I want to show them, like, hey, we're here and we're representing mm-hmm. and we look good. And, you know, if anything and, for that, you know. And it's, and it's, a, it's, a, it's, I mean, to use, I mean, unfortunately, this word has become kind of jargon, but it is the story that matters, right? Mm. And so, so because you posted whatever you posted, like wearing your Lululemon shirt, I got my, my Lululemon Attaboy. pants on right now. Well, you know, I'm, tr- I'm working for that sponsorship. I want that sponsorship. But um, but just because you post something doesn't necessarily mean like you, like, yeah, you're sponsored by Lululemon. So just because you post something doesn't mean that like some kid's going to go run out and buy it. But one, the consistency of it is like, okay, it's top of mind. But the other piece is you fit into their brand and their story, right? Yeah. And Tori Nyhog and his Olympic run and even the concussions and him getting back up to speed and getting on the track again. And the fact that he's a good-looking guy and goes to Southern California to train and comes back to camp. Like all of that just kind of lends to the story, right. right, that fits within Lululemon's brand. And so it's not that it necessarily moves like – a unit per se but yeah. it's kind of like are they you know does this person you know fit within the story right. we want to tell well, and what this brand represents even the, you know the, I don't know if you saying Gary Vee but he always says you know story tell story yeah, tell you know totally. whether it's business and, and, and all that stuff you know so yeah. it's the same as and, and I know it's going off topic a little bit I was talking to Robin Morales yesterday at the show you know this cult and he was, you know, I was saying to Robin, man, I still see you. You're out on, you're doing road trips. Yeah, you're out with the yeah. kids. You're like, it's like, dude, in today's world, you got to be out there. You know, he said it helps a lot. And it, it is totally right. Out in the field. That's why I like to talk to you guys. I want to stay relevant. Yeah. If I stay, some yeah. of these team managers and industry guys that don't go to the races or don't go to the track, like you disconnect that, Stuff you know? Quick. Yeah, Stuff yeah. So quick. when I go to the track, I run around, I'm asking, I mean, you see me, I ask questions. I want to, you know, because yeah. I want to stay relevant. Yeah. And some of our industry doesn't do that. And exactly. that's why a lot of it's off the back, you know? Exactly. So I'm going to throw someone under the bus right now. Sean Gillen. Because <laughs> he knows we're friends. Maybe not after this. Yeah, one of my but, good friends, too. But, like, it was so funny because when we were, there was, you know, there was a, a strong request from, from GT that, you know, there would be X amount of posts per weekend. 
And um, and it was so funny. He would just be like, post, post, done. Yeah, yeah. Filled that quarter. But you can see that now. And I'm like, damn, yeah. dude. Yeah. The thing is, people know yeah. when you're not being authentic. Exactly. And I, yes. can appreciate, yes. I can actually yes. appreciate his yeah. attitude around it because yeah. he was there to race. Yeah. And, no, and, I think yeah. that part's good. Yeah. But it was just like, like, but... But you but can in, see through that. You can get the, away with that for a while, right, a couple but years in the, ago. But, it, yeah. but as yeah. it pertains to being relevant and being part of it, yeah. it's like... Totally. People know when you're being fake. People right. know when you're genuine. And people can Correct. relate to it. The more... You're going to build your following if, if you're relatable to people. Right? And I tell that to my kids. The same thing. I mean, a lot of them just run... You know, they don't like typing and they just run off responses. Guys, they're like, well, how should I do it? I said, well, you've got to be authentic. You can't have a 47-year-old guy. You know, I can give you a few guidelines, but I want you to be you. Right. You know, yeah. not... not um, you know, do it because you have to. I, I kind of want you to, to start doing it, but I, I want you to do it in your own little it, right. own way, you know. It can be tough sometimes to get content, but it's your job. If, if you're sponsored, it's kind of your job to self-promote and promote yeah. your sponsor. So you've got to put a little work into it. Yeah, yeah. And you get creative. Creative. Your, your life is full of content, yeah. right? And yeah. I'm not saying, like, you need to air your dirty laundry, but but there might be something that's yeah. on your mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could be, like, like for instance, when, when we were racing AA, or even now, like, a lot of my posts are just, like, ramblings that are like going through my head because I'm a dude who is a dad who's trying to make a buck who's yeah. and so a lot of this yeah. stuff that's you know that I'm saying to help other people is like I'm in the trenches too yeah like, yeah yeah like, so there's stuff you know if you're tripping on your gates I was like yo today I woke up and I don't know what happened yeah. but like my gates were just not coming today check yeah. this out boom is it you know can anyone um, tell me what's wrong with my gate today? You know, whatever. Just as an example, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I think I think people because it's so easy to like be I don't want to say bullied, but like kind of you know trolled. We'll call yeah, it. Yeah, because in today's age, then, people are so instantly reached. Anyone yeah. can reach me instantly from anywhere in the world, right, or you, yeah, or Dale, right. or whatever. And no one wants to. Here's also a thing: no one wants to look like stupid, especially in front of their computer. Well, so. yeah, but we all look stupid. Have I know you ever we do. Seen your year and everyone's forgotten. I, ten, yeah, I, I look like this. People are forgotten ten minutes anyway. Yeah, so really um, it's so quick now. Yeah. Everything. Well, is, what, you know? I, what I tell people is like nobody's looking um, at you as hard as you are. Right. Exactly. Right? Nobody yeah, cares yeah. but you. Completely mm. true. No one gives a shit. And I think the no the, the less you know, not less the younger riders. If if if, if Connor or Tori or Joris, if they if you go on social media now say. You guys are ducks that are posting and not making the main and stuff. They're, them guys are really not going to do it then. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, actually, really you, can, you can up your value then. Yeah, yeah. So you can really <laughs> mentally master them. Yes. Up, you know, coming up kids by by they hear it from one of these guys. You know, like them guys are ducks that are saying they're going to the World Cup and they're living the dream and they're hopefuls and and then they go out in the motos and them guys that their their social media is going to go one less down even more than it already is. You know, yeah. From that, yeah. so you guys have a lot of influence as well on, on the up and coming guys but at the same time you can use that to your advantage I guess as well you know? <laughs> yeah and it's so. interesting too because you, you brought that up like like does the post you know move product because I was thinking about that with because there's a lot a lot of you BMXers actually racers have a pretty good amount of followers right yeah, yeah. but I'm thinking like okay how many people who follow Brooke Crane are like endemic to the sport and hopefully there's not I'm, I'm guessing like most people are, yeah. but I'm guessing with her, um, and especially like with her story as of recent, she's yeah. probably got all kinds of like LGBT, oh for sure, yeah. like fans yeah. and and you know um, people who might be crushing on her, and she probably had people who were crushing on her before. Same with you, like like you know just you know <laughs> mom's kind of like oh, oh yeah, you're such a nice guy. I hope my son turns out like him. You know that kind of thing. And so my question is like, all right, let's let's say you have BMX on lock, like you're a top pro, you're gonna. You're going to influence who you influence, however best you can. But like, 
who are the people who are not necessarily racing or buying product that are following you and how you know how best can you I don't say appeal to them but like what what are they buying what are their yeah. behaviors what's you know why do they why are they following you you yeah, know I, I think Olympics helps a lot with that because yeah. I, I I gain a lot of followers in the Olympics I'm sure it weren't BMX followers right mm-hmm. right um, I'm I, the same I, I started following all the sports during the Olympics yeah 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 I want to see the stories leading up yeah as well, for and sure then, and yeah, then it's kind of yeah. cool just to see them at their house or whatever, yeah you know? yeah I'm like, yeah I'm the same yeah. and so I think with the Olympics, the Olympics really helps you speak to uh, a broader demographic and, than just BMX. Because, like, our industry, like, it's a small industry, but, like, there are friends that follow BMX. Yeah, yeah. BMXers, but I think the Olympics is, uh, the mo- like, not the one moment every four years, but probably the for sure the biggest moment that we actually reach a demographic outside the sport. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's it's really important for us as a sport to put on a good show at the Olympics. So I have a question. Since we're kind of Olympic talk has come back, so there's been a scuttlebutt on, you know, there's like this group or this theory that the Olympics hasn't done much for the sport, um, <laughs> that the sport's gotten worse because of the Olympics. Um, how do you think, what do you think your career trajectory would be if there were no Olympics? You, personally. Hmm. I'd say we come hitting hard here on no, Ilo Podcast. I, I, I think Toy would be, it'd remind me a little bit of, I've said it before, a little bit of me. Like third or fourth guy, consistent races a lot would be fast. Probably have a good solid year all mm-hmm. around yeah. and 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 do well and have a good run. Yeah, and maybe I, win a couple of races here and there. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know? I agree with that. Yeah, in yeah. the one in the one aspect, I think it'd be a lot simpler for us because mm. we'd have our sponsors like S squared and what answer and whatever, mm. and we'd race like the one circuit. So you could just focus on the ABA circuit. For yeah. Instance. And now it's tough because not only do we just focus on the ABA circuit, we got to focus on Supercross. We yeah. got to race Supercross one weekend back to Normal Hill, back to mm. Supercross. And so that part is is tough. There's more travel. When it comes to like, what about your thing? livelihood, man? Yeah, yeah, the money in your pocket, so dude. I see both sides. And I'm I'm a little torn. So on the one hand, with the Olympics, it's good because a you have a much bigger following. Torn Nyhog. <laughs> you have a much bigger following. Like, I gained a lot of followers to the Olympics and that yeah. kind of stuff. Some sponsorships because I had a Coke deal in 2012 that was pretty good. Coca Cola, money wise. Yeah, 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 obviously yeah. Lululemon. Not, not a habit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Obviously Lululemon, and there's some other. I've had some other deals and yeah. stuff, and that wouldn't have happened without the Olympics. Did you have Tim Horton? No, we our national team used to be sponsored by. Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah. All right. But then, by the same token, I feel like generally for the industry, if the Olympics, here's the one thing I think not good about the Olympics is. Pros are willing to race BMX with the hope of going to the Olympics, and they're going to race for free for a lot of companies because they don't care because they want to go to the Olympics, and their federations are paying their trips and maybe paying them a bit of money. So, like, okay, I'll ride this bike for free because I want to go to the Olympics, and that's all I care about, which is totally fine. The downside of that is it, I think if a lot of people do that, it brings the general, I'd say, uh, level or general like, value, value I'd yeah. say, of the industry down. Whereas I think if, for instance, the Olympics weren't there, if you weren't making money in the sport and being paid well, what would be the point to do it, is my point. So I think generally guys or people might get paid better without the Olympics in industry, um, but at the same time, like, maybe not, I don't know. Uh, we, we, I, I had goals, I was very goal. Um, I, like, again, I think a lot of Tory because I, I don't think Tory, even a couple of years ago, would win a, a long year title. I felt that about myself. 
But one day on yeah, a good yeah. weekend, I, I, had but, a, but, I think I had today, a chance to win. But today, if I'm in the main, I yeah. got a shot. But in yeah. his world, yeah. that's the world's. Obviously, we had that as well. Mm-hmm. But the Olympics. So he could be second and third for three years. And never he could win be a second race. and third all day. But on the gate for the Olympics, I'd still be like, keep an eye on that dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I actually yeah. I actually, I actually had oh, you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, I would not have been surprised if he medaled no. in Rio. Or even won. Or you, exactly. Mm. What yeah, that would have been cool. I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised either. I wish it happened. <laughs> what about, uh, should we move on to prize money? you got abuse and all that, right? Sure, yeah. So, so what do you think? It's perfect. Someone should bring... <laughs> yeah, I, think, I, think, I think when yeah. you get, before you get on the podium, it's like, maybe maybe the pros should like bring their own marker. Where are just, the checks? It just, why, why it just the checks writes them. The well, they're not days. checks now. They're not checks now. They're, uh, they're place... What the hell happened? Whatever. Distinguishers. It's like, what the hell happened? Um, there's one game in town, yeah. and um, and also too, the relationship is not good in my opinion between the pros and the sanction. Mm-hmm. And three, um, there, yeah. Well, how much value are the pros adding to the whole program? In truth, well, you must read a lot, and you probably I don't know much you go on Facebook. That's where more of our crowd are on there. Uh, you know, when you, when you hear everybody say the pros don't want to do anything, they just want to train, they don't want to go to you know Vegas last weekend and that these guys you know all this stuff what what you and 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 what they don't they don't communicate with the ABA because I heard a few weeks ago you guys are communicating or there's some some dialogue going on um, um, I haven't heard recently about that actually but um, I can see like for instance there's a few of us and I'm lucky enough that with answering a square and stuff like mm-hmm. they pay me well and stuff and for the races and everything so like mm-hmm. that's good for me but a lot of guys that don't have that kind of support like it's not worth it for them to go to a lot of races because even if they podium, they're going to lose money. Mm-hmm. So, like, a lot of people don't really understand that. And a lot of people don't understand that also, like, for pros, like, that's how you make your living. And so it's not, like, of course we love it, but you also have to be able to make money at it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, you're not an amateur anymore. And so it's it's too bad because, you know, a few years ago in the US BMX series, like, especially with the Supercross um, series they had, but even, like, the regular APA races, it was, like, 3500 bucks for a win. Mm-hmm. And, like, even if you podiumed or whatever, got fourth, fifth, you made, like, pretty good money on the weekend. So it was worth it for everyone to go to all the races. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's too bad. It's too bad. I don't know what the solution is. I don't know behind closed doors what the discussion was, but, it's yeah, it's really unfortunate for the sport. Because now, like, why would it, not why would a kid be pro, but, like, it's so hard to become a top pro in the sport, and if a kid's not, there's not like a huge like monetary, you know, prize money or whatever. It's like I don't know. It's, it's definitely gonna, especially the U.S. based really into after the next, yeah. like say when Connor and Corbin and those guys kind of age out or move on, it's gonna be really. Uh, I think U.S. women obviously there's a bit more depth coming yeah, through, but totally. guy wise, it's it's gonna be really kind of weird to see, isn't it? What's uh, Who's going to step in? Well, or if anybody, the, you know? that's but the hype is Cam Larson. That's what that's that's the he's word. Is he's a he's, he's a definitely improved yeah, he's a lot. lot. He made some mains on the big hill. Yeah. Um, but but still, right? That's still a, a a leap from making some making some mains to a Corbin or Connor level. Right? Yeah, that's a whole other like, two steps. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I, you know, yeah. stranger things have happened, right? Because like, if you think about Kyle Bennett, like he was like. He was there, he was there, he was there, and then he won a couple, and it was like he didn't stop winning until like eight years later or something right, stupid. Yeah. So, so but, it can happen. But just the depth, as I always say, when we went to yeah. the Worlds, there'd be, a, there'd be a semi with eight Americans in it, and then yeah. five in the other semi, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, them days are... 
Well, that, but that, and that's, I think that is a direct result of the whole Olympic movement where, you know, these other countries started putting resources. I mean, like, think about it. Like, it wasn't that, wasn't that Boz or Eric Minosi or, you know, any of these, I'll call them, I'll call them foreign pros weren't as good or weren't as capable. It's just that, during the winter there wasn't much money and so they're like being an electrician during the winter mm-hmm. right and just like maybe riding the rollers or whatever or just working some jobs so that they can race during the summer whereas we had the benefit of the industry and racing year round and then when the olympics came in people you know these countries were like saying okay you don't have to be an elect- electrician mm-hmm. and you're gonna have equipment and you're gonna have a place to stay and you're gonna have food but and I, you can you can train all year round but i think a lot of these riders not so much you know i think tory his connor yeah. jars the yeah, last yeah. The, i say the last guys on the kind of a 90s agreed, style agreed sponsorship agreed. deal these new kids coming in now that get expenses and maybe uh, maybe more in certain europe a little salary seems like they're okay with that and it's not yeah. even a, they don't care about there's such a disconnect now with the industry and then the national teams obviously i've been through yeah. all the last couple of months myself and we'll get more into that you know my deal in the next podcast maybe I mean you I mean you will do one teaser bit but um i think there's such a disconnect now and a difference you know the national team guys want to pull them towards what they're doing yeah. And, yeah. and obviously the industry want people to be out there selling products and racing you know so you've got two different uh, agendas. yeah there's there's clearly like a lot of conflicts going on between you know national team versus industry and even within the, within the industry we talk about you know the 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 lack of dollars moving around mm. or, or coming in um, with, you know, some of the garage companies undercutting, you know, some larger companies that are actually in it for business. So there's a lot of conflicts going around. And then even the conflict, which which I mentioned on that, whatever, that, I don't know, did you start that Facebook thread or maybe Bill Ryan did? Bill Ryan. Bill Ryan, yeah. yeah. But, but there's even a conflict within where it's like, you know, What's what's the responsibility to grow the sport, and and sometimes the responsibility to grow the sport can come at a detriment of like actually doing business, right? Because there's some sacrifices that need to be made. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. Um, Tori, you were quiet there. Well, you just, the old, the old Tor- guys are talking. Just listening to the old guys. Well, T- Tori's like say <laughs> his sponsor. He has like say his, his John kind of gets it and. I, and you tell me, I always feel, and that's always been my gripe, and it's the gripe currently just went on with the, with the team with myself and, and Jamie Staff and everything, you know, with our team kind of falling apart at the end of the year last year, is I feel you can do both. And I agree. our era did both. You can, you, you ride for a guy that's happy, that gets it, that like, okay, he needs to have a week off, he needs mm-hmm. to do the Olympic thing, but he also you come back and, and do that side as well. I feel you can, you can hit it all. You can absolutely you know? hit yeah. it all. You, yeah. can, you can hit it all. Yeah. And, um, just because you, you know, you endorse companies that want you to be at the USA BMX races, which is obviously where we race, mm. um, you can do your national team stuff too. It's a good way mm. to balance it. I mean, like all of us guys do it and mm. women do it and you can definitely be done and, um, even if you're in your national team jersey at the World Cups, you still have an obligation to promote the brands that you represent. Mm. Yeah, so. it's, it's like, you know, and the rider thing does get it, which the fastest guys get it. Connor gets it. Yeah. Doris gets it. Tori gets it. Yeah. Anthony, you can benefit both sides. Okay, national team want to give you some money. Great. Take every penny you can get. <laughs> yeah. But guess what? There's a potential yeah. to, to make some this side as well. But it seems like now that it's that these new kids coming up, it's like, oh no, no, industry, it's, it's no, hard. they're going to make me race. It's hard yeah. also because I think a, a lot of time national teams will be like, oh, what are you going to this USA BMX race for? We should do testing this week. And right. it's like, well, look, I get it that we got really good staff members and 
we need to do this kind of stuff, but like, this is also my livelihood. Mm. And so, and that's where I have a gripe with because those people telling these kids to do that, or in a lot of countries, not all of you, so I have a lot of respect for a lot of guys. But <laughs> a lot of a lot of these guys doing it. A guy, Me too. There's a lot of these guys in national teams and coaches that are part of our era, which was made money, good money themselves, and they a, a know lot. themselves that's under the table. Money. You know, if you get them yep. a drink and a coffee, they know back there you can do both. But no, it's they, yeah. they know that they think a little bit of doing that stuff is going to take away from they're going to be tired or testing or well, everything. Yeah, said, that you know? That's what I get frustrated that, about. That is frustrating. Yeah. And then, too, I got to think, I got to think, I'm, I'm, I'm praying that this is the case, is that maybe those guys are working for people who came from road or cross country and that's their approach and that's their directive. It is. But I that's, hope that's the case. But that's but, where but, I think, but I they, think that's, that's where they need to like, hey, guys, it's a little bit different. It's, Let's right, tune it. And educate. Yeah. Right? We call, that, well, in, in, in business terms and what I pra- practice, educating the buyer. Mm. Right? Like, look, I'm really glad we have these resources. Mm. However, in BMX, this is... This is how yeah, yeah, we yeah. found success. No, Matter of fact, right. this is why you hired me. No, I, was <laughs> I think you're exactly right. Yeah. I learned to do that Like when I first came into Elite. I was getting a lot of good funding, kind of private funding from, from Canada. Um, and so I had to really learn how to balance. Like, And they only cared about the Olympics. So I had to learn how to balance and be like, look, I understand that this is the goal. is the medal at the Olympics. And we have these staff members that are fantastic. We mm-hmm. need to do this way. But this is also, I also, it's my livelihood and I need mm-hmm. to race and this is BMX. And so I think I learned to do it at a young age. So I think that benefited me mm-hmm. throughout my whole career. Whereas, you know, it's tough. Like if you're a kid coming in and the national team is telling you to do one thing with whatever country you're from and like grown people are telling you, you need to do this. Like it's hard to stand up and say like, yeah, no, yeah, they're not. Know? especially like, when they're still trying to climb yeah, the ladder. But, you but, guys have a bit of leverage. But, but here's uh, what's missing with that whole thing. You're going to the big show if you're pulling. Yeah, it's true. If you're if you're pulling, everyone's happy. <laughs> right, and, that, and, that's, yeah. and that's the and, and that's and that's the thing where I think I think that's the disconnect. So so you know we at the end of the day, like you know I, I guess you could be upset at a national team manager or whatever, but the truth is like if you go to the races and you're pulling and you're not what's on the, the, what's and, the difference and you're and you're not on the national team come. Yeah. World's time come Olympic time. Well, that whoever's running that national team has got a problem. Yep. In theory. Yeah. Totally. So yeah. I don't know. So to me, the real metric is like, uh, how, how you doing at the races? Yeah. Like, what, what, yeah. Like I, I think Canada's really good. Like I said, with supporting us, um, they're not demanding really or anything. But uh, some national teams, like I wish they would look at the rider and just be like, hey, what do you need? Yes, Canada's really good. Like Adam, our manager, he's really good at that. Like we have sit downs. Like, hey, what do you need? Like, what do you think of this? What That's because he's a on? horticulturist. <laughs> yeah, he is actually. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I love Adam. Um, but I, you know, I, I wish that was just the general outlook. Like, yeah. what do you need personally? Not like, okay, let's give a blanket program for this right. team to train. Like, mm-hmm. what do you need specifically? Right. Do you need right. more track time? Does this person need more gym? Like, it should be completely individualized. Yeah. And I don't think that happens in a lot of national teams. I really don't. Yeah, I, I can't speak to. I really can't. I mean, I kind of know what happens, but I don't know. But I also, I also think that there's, there's kind of this, you know, some of the kids I would say who are who are, who are starting to get involved in these programs, they they just might lack the experience of advocating for themselves. They do, and, and it's scary. I and mean, let's yeah, be real. No, I agree. Completely. You know, our parents were different with us than these parents are now with these kids. Yeah. I mean, they're like all up in you know helicopter parents right so yeah. it's like I got, yeah i mean we got like bmx like i was forced to grow up young i was already 
negotiating my own contracts right. at 17, 18, Shopping whatever. Shopping the world you know? yeah, as well, like, like winning the world at so, a young age. Yeah, I had to grow up really quickly, so I think that really helped. But I don't know if kids are, yeah, I don't know if that's happening now or not. No, it's happening because it's happening everywhere. I mean, even, I mean, you even hear like stories in, in universities where like parents are calling the university professor to like, you know, argue over grades with yeah, the kids. Yeah. Like, uh, your kid's 20. Yeah. You know, you can call me. I, yourself. I know. Yeah. I know you might be paying tuition, <laughs> yeah. but he failed. Yeah, <laughs> he got an F. Sorry, yeah. he was valedictorian two yeah. years ago. So, oh, hey guys, Dale Holmes just wrote some notes. What you got, Dale? Well, I we still, I, I was just wrote a few things I wanted to hit on. I wanted to hit on freestyle. Um, I can do then, a one hand, and then I wanted. To, I call him Mr. Trump. That's what I explained to my wife, Timmy Knight. Obviously, Mr. when he said. <laughs> You've been reading uh, the Timmy Knight posts and stuff? I saw in Tulsa when he went on the flag. Right. So I, when I'm telling my wife what's going on and all the scoop and stuff, even though I know she don't want to hear it, I'm like, Mr. Trump just posted something. So <laughs> Timmy Knight. I wanted to touch on that, but maybe we'll talk a little bit more Olympic. I wanted to ask Tori's views on the freestyle in the Olympics and does it affect you guys and Canada? Um, well, it totally affected him as far as like men's selection because because of freestyle, I think that's possibly why there's less men racers going right uh, girls i think one of, then they, girl, i think it's because the girls they gave oh them, because of the yeah. girls more oh. what do you think of that so there you go i don't know <laughs> what do you think of that <laughs> you said you wanted to talk you said you yeah. wanted okay, to talk let's hear my views i'm gonna tread carefully what are your right. what are you okay views? so you want to get me too no no, no i'll speak <laughs> honestly <laughs> when it comes to like for instance equal pay at the world cups it's simply not fair because there's 200 Okay, so if you take you, gen- you got to go through more traffic. Take gender out of it. When there's two well, pretty classes, soon they're going to eliminate that too. Okay, <laughs> okay, keep going. going. There's two classes of the World Cups. One has 200 riders. The other one has 45. You have to race like two or three more laps with the 200 riders. You have to race more. You mean to tell me it's yeah bigger jumps, um, more dangerous tracks? But even take that out of the effect. Like just the entry fees and four times as many riders. Like, is it really fair to pay equal? No. The entry fees more. No, I mean uh, like more entries. Oh, oh, the yeah, amount yeah. of people entering yeah. in. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah, I meant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So if you look at that objectively, no, it's not fair. And if you ask a lot of the elite women, they'll tell you like, no, it's not fair. But I mean, we're getting a lot more money, so why would we complain? And I completely agree. Um, if there was an equal amount of rides in each class, sure, pay them even. But the fact that we have 200 and the women have 45, like, it's just simply not fair. Mm-hmm. And we have to race way more laps. So, like I said, if there was an even amount of riders, then yeah, go equal pay. But otherwise, I don't, I don't think that's fair. I can agree with that. Yeah, that's a decent argument because what you're talking about is parity, right? Equal, yeah. equal isn't always fair. No, it's not. Like, no, like, yeah. <laughs> Will is used to always. Like, when but they're not happen, saying like, fair. Like, I think they're not saying <laughs> fair, but they're think, saying equal. What I think would be fair and true equal pay is you have, um, say, standards. So if you have thirty riders, you get this. If you have sixty, you get this. One twenty, you get this. Two hundred, you get this. And that's this. what it used. To, and it used to be like that. Kind of, there's a pace for um, how many you know, people signed up. No, with UCI, I think I with NBL or ABA. Yeah, NBL or ABA. Yeah, there was. Yeah, you would get. Yeah, the more riders, essentially, the more, more money the in the pot. Yeah, yeah, the more riders. And, and with when in regards to um, the same amount of uh, riders in both classes at the Olympics, once again, like the males, we have 200 guys at the World Cup circuit, and the women have 45. So if they're taking 24, they're taking half the women. They're taking what 12 and a half percent of the men. Yeah, like it's just it doesn't seem fair. It really doesn't. No. I remember when no. uh, Mark Willis used to always bring this up a couple of years, uh, two, three, you know, when he was racing. Always the uh, the I think he always said, "Well, get the women to go on the the guy side if yeah. they want the same same money," you know. So um, yeah, it's it's a tough subject because I, yeah. I get what the Olympics is trying to do and promote promote more women's sport and equality. And you know, I, I do believe in equality truly, and I believe like in if you're looking at jobs throughout the world, do you believe, if but, a job's but, happening, then but do you, you believe in equality or do you believe in fairness? I I believe in fairness, and I think equal is like, and you know, personally as an athlete. 
I don't want to be treated equal. Like, if I do something better, I want to be rewarded for that. Okay, maybe you know fairness I mean? then. I mean, I'm just, it's just, it's a philosophical yeah, yeah, question. Yeah. I'm not pushing back on you, but, yeah. like, that's kind of the distinction, right? Like, yeah. is it fair? Is it equal? Is it both? Because, it, like, outside of BMX, if you have a job and two people, a male and a female, are doing the same job, they should be paid the same, I think. But what so, if one person sucks at negotiation? Then just saying. Too bad, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, I, I don't know. Point. I mean, these, but these point. are like real questions. So it's like, it's so crazy, like how it's so easy to like just put a blanket over these things and then yeah. like call somebody a name, like they're unfair or he's this yeah. or she's that. And it's like, well, wait, like I'm just thinking about this critically. Like, but both putting a yeah. blanket on the amount of spots you need for the sport equal isn't fair. Because look, look at gymnastics. Like they don't have the same amount of male as female. They got way less male than females in gymnastics. So, but do they get paid at all? I don't know, but like at the Olympics, are they going to have the same amount of men gymnasts? No, because there just simply isn't enough. Right. So right. what's why is there, I don't know. Yeah, I don't no, know. I get, I get it. I don't get it either. Let's move into uh, freestyle. Freestyle. Jeez. You're going to start freestyling? Hard no. <laughs> I, to be honest, I've... Aluminum bike, carbon com- forks. Come on, you got that. <laughs> I have a lot of respect for what they do, but I've just... I've never really liked it. Like, I'm just such a... You're I a racer. Love the, I, yeah, I'm a racer. I'm, I love head-to-head competition. I love playing hockey because it's so head-to-head. I love head-to-head in BMX, and I just... I, I always thought it's a bit boring, to be honest. Mm. But I got a heavy respect for what they do. Well, of course, you ride a bike. Yep. So it, you is know. Canada like putting a program together, and is there? I know back in the, you know, obviously we talked about Canadian Beast, but they've had some big, big names over the years that I really yeah. can tell you now. No, we have a really good yeah. Canadian freestyle guys. So I think Cycling Canada is working on that, but it's it's so new. Like, you know, when BMX racing came into the Olympics, it took the national team some time to really establish like a good mm-hmm. program. So I think there's going to be growing pains, um, but I think they are. I think they are trying to, you know, support the guys. And um, but I haven't. I don't know any of the guys personally in freestyle, so I don't know if they even care, honestly, about the Olympics. I don't know. No, well, it's interesting. There's some, from what I'm gathering, because I'm, I'm working with a, a couple of freestyle people, um, and from what I'm gathering, there's I, I actually think in some ways the Olympics has opened things up in that, you know, like there's like a clear, there's like just another path that you can go if you if you want to pursue well, that because you don't technically freestyle doesn't need the Olympics it doesn't right. but, it doesn't but there's it, yeah. some kids that like think it's cool and want to pursue that like so now it's so now they big have enough where you can have what we talked about there's there's, yeah, a, that's a, there's, happening in there's options and unfortunately you know skateboarding is going to be the same the guys that want to do it can do it the guys that don't give a flying F and that's fine in BMX racing it's so small and unfortunately if you want to make money and be a professional you have to go yeah. in the same lane there's not a better you know alternative you right, know? It's not, right. it's just, it's not big enough exactly yeah. which and that's I, I really hope one day it gets to that so if you are an Olympic guy okay go do the Olympics but if you don't want to you want to race yeah. and do magazines or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. internet or you know Instagram pro whatever there's a, there's a different um, road you can take as well but unfortunately right now as we speak there's not you know so, so there's no like Nigel Sylvester of BMX racing Really. The only way it's affected me so far is I had a reporter uh, message me like a year ago and asked me about a, a World Cup at Edmonton. I was like, "What the hell is he talking about?" Ah, I looked at it as a freestyle feast. World Cup, and I guess uh, it's kind of it's going to be annoying because I don't think reporters or people know the difference. Right. Between right. They got to put a picture of you yeah. on the cover when someone they see BMX. Actually, uh, I think I, uh, I saw like an ad for like a World Cup and had a picture of like a racer on it. I'm like, "Come on, guys, right, do, yeah, do that's your gonna, research." That's going to start happening a yeah, lot. Let's I, your well, yeah. didn't it happen? Didn't it happen with like recently where somebody? Post, there was a picture of like I don't know it was like a picture of Sam but they called him someone else or someone retired but they yes. put a picture of oh it was something to do with Sam I know it was, Mar- yeah. was Maris retired and they posted a picture that was yeah, it. Yeah. That was and it, it was the UCI, yeah. wasn't it the UCF BMX Super it, yes, oh, that's it, so embarrassing yes it was and yes. what's sad is like yes. I'm sure it was like some you know some person who like 
you know, it's they like should be it, fired. Well, no, it's like fired. their intern job, right? Like, Actually, I, that's my guess. I, I think because I was one who I reposted that's so that. Funny. I think, and if you might be listening to this, I think that could have been Bart Jong. Bart, you know, Bart, <laughs> dude. I did a little nosing around after that, and he didn't. I didn't oh. ask him directly, but I know he. Oh, it's like Andy Murray retires and yeah, posts a photo yeah, yeah. of uh, Bart or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bart, who's been active on LinkedIn lately? Oh, me too. Yeah, that's it. Because, you know, we, we that's how old we're getting, guys. Is like we're like LinkedIn is <laughs> yeah, I'm still working that's as old out. as it gets. Yeah, I'm still working out. All right, so what do we want to talk about? Do you want to talk about that Timmy Knipe stuff? Yeah, yeah. So brings up some I, good, good, I uh, wasn't there for the Trump flag, but I guess like during the pro rollout for the main at the Grands, yeah. he rolled out with a Trump flag. And a shirt off. And a shirt off. <laughs> And his shirt off. Sure, it wasn't true. Um, <laughs> he wanted to make BMX great again. I think that was kind of his thing. Clearly, clearly an attention grabber. But there was definitely some uh, polarizing opinions. On and he's the made interweb. some. And he's made some good posts since then. And we've got an industry page that we um, a bunch of us on. And he got really. Uh, I don't and don't ask to be a part of the industry page. And it got, I don't know words heated, but it kind of got busy yeah. last night, didn't it? I was just kind of in bed on my laptop, and I'm like, oh, I've got to keep going back to... Even yeah, Christoph got in the mix last yes, night. Yes, and when Christoph posts, yeah. that's, you know... So that's, was, that means what's a lot. the deal? Like, so the deal is, what, what was the start of that? So the first was, one was, um, I think he's talking about uh, yeah, sponsorship, I'm, kids get, you know, entitlement. Yeah, so Tim's thing uh, is, yeah, Tim's thing is like, yeah, the strength, mm. yeah, the strength of the industry. Mm. And part of the problem with that is that... Um, there's a sense of entitlement and and really what's wrong with our sport to where we feel compelled to need to we feel like we deserve to be sponsored as a novice and what's wrong with our sport to where there's people that are sponsoring novices yeah. with free products no I agree yeah yeah so or, with, or even discount what's with the Trump flag then I don't know how has to do with well, he's made it known he's a um well, he's definitely he's a Republican Trump, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. but I mean we, we've talked about Timmy's posts and and I mean, he's a you know, Christoph hopped on there last night and kind of threw something at Timmy, and I knew like Christoph was doing a Christoph. Well, Christoph yeah. didn't have the context. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like, dude, he's going to come back pretty strong in the next five minutes, and and, and he did, and, and, and Christoph disappeared. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. But basically, so. Tim's saying, "Hey, industry, hey, BMX people who own companies, mm-hmm. stop giving stuff away." Like. Like you know, sponsor sponsor the people who who really are sponsorable. Just like all these putting in, yeah, like the pros and the and the top amateurs and 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 you know. Yeah, it's very it's very for the pros, you know. Yeah. Like pay the pros what they deserve. And, and I think we need to hold, maybe hold yeah. the industry to a bit higher of a standard in that way. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not an industry guy. Obviously, I'm a pro. Yeah, sport, you are. But I yeah, you're a pro in the there's, sport. There's you're an industry could, guy. There's ways we could hold it to a higher standard for sure, and I mm. think that would help bike sales. Like for instance, you don't see in like motocross kid going up to like Monster Energy Cali be like hey can I have a bike like, it no it doesn't happen they buy it from their dealership mm-hmm. right and so I understand BMX isn't motocross it is smaller but I don't know like the industry would be doing better you, you know what's liberating because you know? um, uh, I know people in the industry but I gotta tell you when I buy something for my mountain bike it's the best thing ever it feels the same as if it came for free or if I paid full retail when that box shows up but it's it's actually liberating. It's like, I don't owe this person anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a loyal guy. Like, yeah. there, there's people who will offer me stuff that I don't necessarily need or want. But but it's also, like, liberating. It's like, no, I want to try these cranks. I'm going to buy them. Yeah. Bam. Right? Yeah. And it's like, 
it's fine. Like, yeah. I don't know. So, no, for the people of BMX, like, it, it, it's okay to buy something. It is. It supports the industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, Timmy's made quite a few uh, waves and videos. And, um, it's like I mean, you talked about earlier, he's a very smart dude. Yeah. You know, so he's a... Uh, he was banging out all kinds well, of numbers Well, he does, last night right. So, so Trump flag aside, shirts off aside, <laughs> you know, um, he, you know, he does consulting for for multi for companies that are, you know, for, seems like Fortune 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 five hundred companies. So, you know, telling teach, you know, the, and the consulting is how can they, you know, ex- not only extract more margin but run, you know, run a more efficient, profitable business. And so he's kind of like looking at the BMX thing and saying, uh, well, I can see this problem, I can see this problem. But he's also also proposing solutions, and he's really even admittedly saying he's spitballing, like meaning he's he's kind of pulling from anything, like whether it's a good or ba- good idea or bad idea. He's literally brainstorming online with people about like, well, what about this? Will this work? Will that work? Will this work? Yeah, he gets and, it into with everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He dive, you know, he uh, definitely dives so in So I can there. appreciate it. Cool, cool, cool. Um, what else do we want to talk about with Terry? What, what's your plans then for obviously you making a run for the Olympics? And then, and your next um, race? Yeah. Don't know yet. All right. T- TBA. TBA. I, uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm TBA gonna, for the TBI? Yeah. So I'm not going to rush it. I mean, I've had some concussions in the past. This one's taken a while. So I'm not going to be stupid at this point. I'm just, I'm going to keep working with the concussion specialist I'm working with, keep doing everything I can on my rehabilitation side to come back. Um, and, you know, I look at a lot of other athletes in sports. Like, do you guys know who Sidney Crosby is? Yeah. He's one of the best hockey players in the world, arguably the best. He had a lot of concussion issues. He missed a year. Oh, wow. He missed a year for a concussion. He came back and won two Stanley Cups. So, guys like that I, I look to, and I know they took their time, and I'm going to do the same. Nice. Yeah. Did you talk to Donnie about all that stuff? I haven't, actually, yeah. but I didn't even think of that. Might be a good guy to reach out to, because I know he's had a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a real lot, isn't he, Donnie? Yeah. Like, exactly. Where they almost told him, you know, I think, wasn't it? Like, kind of like, you really need to not do this, you know? So. <laughs> That's Yeah, he's had quite a few. I, I think the numbers, like, might even be... A, 20-ish oh, somewhere know. around there uh, I don't know but yeah. it's, it's I mean up if there. you do a contact sport like have you guys had concussions or yeah, yeah. I, I no. No? Really? no I I can count I think on one hand yeah. I, I, I've had some though. yeah I mean generally speaking Bubba Harris helped with one if you do really in where? Del Mar yeah he, he just refused to believe that I actually beat him to the first turn but yeah He's, he's yeah. he, I don't like it. He was a big dude too to get hit by. No kidding. Yeah. So I, I lawn darted. Yeah, I think I got one one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say like whether it's BMX, hockey, football, whatever, you're gonna yeah. get a concussion. So it's funny like now that I've posted about it and been kind of more open about it on social media and stuff, I've had a lot of people reach out saying it's cool to know that like I've gone through it because a lot of them like even like parents talk about their kids going through it and ask for advice and I just yeah I don't want to see kids or people rush back into it hit their head again like and just just to be smart and. You gotta do a lot of your own research on stuff too, because you know often you see a doctor, they'll be like, "Oh, just rest," and then kind of get back slowly. It's yeah. Like, well, that's useless information. Like, you know what? I'm gonna say something here too, which I'm glad you're bringing this up. So I had a client, not a BMX client. Um, this was probably four, five or six years ago, and the 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 daughter played competitive soccer and got a concussion, and and the mom was like so soccer mom, like you know, like had essentially had the daughter just doing light training again i'm using air quotes with my fingers um and just like was not not listening to the to the doctors or, or even me i'm like because I, i'm saying well she's like having her jog having her swim you know all this stuff so, but she's not playing soccer she's not lifting weights like the daughter's like you know 
basically wanting to throw up, can't go to school, no. just that whole thing. Yeah. And so parents... Be smart. Aside from sucking the fun out of the sport from your kid, <laughs> like, just back off when when there's concussion. Because, like, the brain, as much as we know about it, we don't know about it. And it's literally space is not the final frontier. The brain is. And you keep messing with that in those ways for some stupid trophy or for some stupid points or for some stupid gray plate it's not worth it okay PSA over agreed agreed what um, you kind of looking past racing or past Olympics what you want to do carry maybe you want to carry on for a little bit longer I don't, yeah, I don't know yeah I don't know like I've my contract with Square and stuff is through next year um, I'm kind of in the background chipping away at a degree in sports science so I don't know if that's something I want to do but it'd be nice to have a degree eventually I thought about being a firefighter after I retire right, like um, your dad obviously did yeah, that right yeah um, it'd also be cool to like maybe work for like Lululemon or a company like that mm-hmm. I don't really know honestly I'd, coach or anything yeah like that. I actually would really like to coach and I've been doing camps with James at home in the summer we did some and I'm coaching some riders now like uh, give him some programs so I do like that, so I'm just kind of, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, really, but it'd be cool. I want to stay involved somehow, and I would actually, actually, one of the things I'd love to do is commentate. Oh, really? really cool yeah, 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 yeah. you would be good. Yeah, I would I love, see that. I would love to commentate the World Cup as, like, a side gig. I think it'd be cool to yeah, go Yeah, you'd do a good job at that. It'd be, it'd be fun, whether it's, like, on the broadcast or, like, maybe in the pits doing some interviews. Mm, or yeah, yeah. Funny. I would love to do it. It'd Boom. Be really cool. There we well, go. Let's, let's, let, you want to talk a little bit about World Cups and stuff? Like thoughts on the the World Cups and the you know what we think yeah well in. there's an is there an extra stop I feel like there's an extra stop yes Manchester there's Paris five. Netherlands Argentina U S yes Rock five, Hill yeah, yeah there's, and you're awesome. doing it again right this year right? as far as I know I'm doing you it again Rich I haven't got I haven't gotten my call yet what do you think of the two day format I like the two day format um, I I actually I do like not. you don't I no do not like wow format. well I guess. Guess Tori set like me up for that one. <laughs> Why yeah. not? It takes prestige away, I think. I think a World, oh. Cup, a World Cup should be a World Cup. Like they don't, in soccer, they don't have two World Cups back-to-back. They have a World Cup. I think there should be, like, the Papandale World Cup, True. the Manchester World Cup. It, should be, it shouldn't be, like, I understand the complete benefits of travel. You have two chances of it. I don't think you should have two chances of it. I think it's the World Cup. It should be the World Cup. If you do well, good. If you don't, you don't. And that's just the sport. I disagree. I think it's just. Good I one. disagree based on the health or lack thereof of the sport. I think that would make more sense if it were like soccer and you already were making twenty thousand dollars before you got on the plane to go compete. No, I see your but point. But since you're making, your you know, point. negative two thousand dollars to get to the race, um, I, I hear what you're saying. I appreciate that, but I think I think some of these things is. You know, because I think about the stuff that we campaigned for back in the day. Yeah. And a lot of it was, was based, like, we had two sanctions. We had sponsorship. We, like, you know, there's all these things that, like, you know, it sucked to, like, choose to, you know, to, to have two nationals going on. Because I do want to race Phoenix when yeah. Vegas is going on. You know what I mean? Like, how can I be in both places at once? Yeah. So, so our thing was, like, how, how can we balance that? But we also had checks coming in already. No. I, um, yeah, no but I, I hear what I, you're yeah. saying from the prestige of it. Yeah. It would be nice to get to the point to where... You know, the top 20 guys are invited there, yeah. right? And, and and maybe the promoter pays for you guys to be there. And, yeah, and it's one race. And then maybe the two races is the first day you have to qualify into the big show on on yeah. Saturday or Sunday or whatever yeah. it is. So, no, you know, I, I do. I, 
I, I see your point. I, I know our, the limitations to our sport. It makes way more sense to have two, especially all the money. But spent. I hear you from a prestige. Yeah. I also I also think like World Cup should be limited in an ideal world. I know our industry. But I think it should be limited entries, and uh, I think it should all be on tracks that are just built for the race too. It's another thing I don't like. Yeah, that's I really a good don't point. like the fact that. For instance, we have tracks of training centers, which is bullshit. Complete bullshit. Like, the Dutch ride the track for a year, and we go on. And it's like, I know we all get to ride there, too, and I don't think we should. I think the track yeah, should no, be... Yeah, I agree. In an ideal world, I know it costs a lot of money, and it's just not realistic for our sport, but I think, ideally, the tracks would just be built for the race. Yeah, no, I agree. Or at least, I mean... Or at yeah. least make changes, right? What, or at least what, change, What yeah. I just like, I just cannot... Just when you see national teams flying across the world... Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, Shout you out s- to Savannah for the water. <laughs> when you see riders flying across the world for just to practice on the up and coming world's track, or yeah. people was literally going to Baku yeah. before the worlds. And I was like, I drove to Phoenix one, uh, the week before the national one year. I mean, that's meh. But I, I that's, won that. Uh, that I guess weekend, it, I guess it worked. <laughs> but I, I just, yeah, I wish, I wish we just rolled up yeah, an hour and a half to learn it. Yes, it takes more diverse yeah, rider I, can win. Agreed, you know? exactly. It takes a yeah. lot more skill. Yeah, you know, like, and that's part of it. It's like you know the, the the supercross motocross. You know, I know, I know it is kind of kind of the same for them guys. But at least they all get there. The track's different same, every yeah. week. No, is it? It's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah, it's they new build every weekend. They're a new city every weekend. Yeah, new. But but I guess when they, I guess my question is when they go back to well, there's like nine Anaheim's now. No, they redo the track. Yeah. They, yeah. But yeah. I mean, when they go like every year, A one is always different. Everything's different. Yeah. Every every Fair weekend, enough. yeah. So. And ideally, that's what I would like, but it's not realistic to be in that. I mean, that's the, the thing with Aria. Every race, every gate, everything was so different, and I think that you know, for me coming from England was even more. You came here, you had ABR and Bill Gate. I went from every yeah, single yeah, you weekend. Went, you went from a crappy gate. gate all the time yeah, crappy to another, gate, to another crappy, crappy gate, gate to, oh this gate actually is going to drop yeah. oh this last week the gate didn't drop and I yeah. broke my wrist yeah. but it really helped me in the big picture yeah. you know and, and all the Euro guys yeah. you know but now yeah, I'm, I'm torn on that one because <coughs> I also appreciate like the sense of like there's these classic tracks that we mm-hmm. ha- have had in our classic stops no I, yeah I so, so I mean like to me like when I like when we go to Papendal it's like it's you know, it's Papendal. It's like okay, like it's wide open. It's yeah. huge efforts. It's, but I guess even if they change the track before the World Cup every year, it would still be a wide open, huge effort track. I agree because that's the way it is. Yeah. So I could I could see both sides. No, the same stops is cool because it kind of builds a little hype. Like oh, Papendal, you know, it's big, wide open, fast. Yeah. I'm si- I'm a little bit sick of Boulder. Oh yeah. Yeah, no comment. <laughs> but, I think um, we've reached our race quote on yeah, that. Yeah, like Zolder's like, ago. they love some Zolder, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Belgium. Could, yeah, I could do without that one. What about um, anything else, World Cup wise? So, World Cup wise, um, well, I'm happy that there's a, a USA stop in the World Cups. Hill, oh, Hill, Hill. Yeah, like what are your thoughts on the, the Hill? You kind of like it, right? I like it, yeah. yeah I've had yeah. good results there. I've had good results there. Yeah, so yeah. I, I've, I've liked the racing. I would actually ride that World Cup track. It's big, wide open, fast. Easy. Well, I think about, like, for World Cups, <laughs> the schedule, like, I think every track should be a little different. Like, it shouldn't all be wide open easy. Right. There should be some that are tighter and tech. Yeah, yeah. if you're going to be successful some, on a world circuit, you need to have a variety. Some, right. So, people say Rock Hill's easy, and it's like, yeah, I agree, but so. But it's still like, hard to win the race, so, though, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I think some of the best racing we've had is on Rock Hill. Exactly. Like, yeah. You know? It's well, even, like, it's like the Chula Vista Beijing track. Yeah. There's some great racing on that Yeah, track. the one where yeah. you guys raced in the rain, that was a good one with Maris. Oh, and sick, you, yeah. I think, got second and third yeah, right. Second, Connor, yeah. yeah. It was, that was uh, sick, that, yeah. was a, that was a good one. Makes for good, good racing. Race. And it's a good yeah, ride. but I agree. If you're going to, like, string a season together, right? Yeah, that's variety. It's nice when that season um, represents 
as much as the sport has to offer with totally variety. Agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Anything else we want to touch on? Or do we want to kind of 70 minutes? So we can no, kind of... no, I think we smashed it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. What I want to do with you, Jason, I've got a couple podcasts lined up with some 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 of the 80s and 90s guys, but it'd be nice to do a scoopy one again. Yeah, we should, definitely weeks, a scoopy I'd, one. I got some stuff I want to talk about. We got um, we got we have team stuff slash drama to talk about. We have the 2019 season to talk about. We have the state of the industry stuff to talk about. <laughs> and then naturally all of the the online web drama and um, um, Pit area drama, yeah, factory yeah. pit road yeah. drama. Today's I started a little, uh, uh, icing up, a little so. one, but I, I think it's good. People, are, uh, especially on our little industry page, people are actually talking now. Now, I, will that relate to anything changing or happening? Probably not. I don't know. But at least the discussions know. out there, and in, in, in a but I'll say this somewhat way, you know. Yeah, I'll say this though. I would like to see, I'd like to see USA BMX on that industry page, mm-hmm. and I would like to see BA actually like come in there engage. And, and engage with the people who are spending a crap ton of money with his organization mm-hmm. you know um that's just that's just leadership that's just the right thing to do and if it sounds like i'm calling them out i am yeah. because and i you know because it needs to be done i think for see i'm getting into this rant already but i'll say because it, it was today i mean i had i had a problem with the the, the pits fees have gone up you know it's gone up mm-hmm. double from last year i you know double. i think there's a double well yeah and, you know why? And well, and that's what I kind of. How's it being paid back? <laughs> it's like is someone else putting up your tent. <laughs> For me, I think USA get a bad bad rap. You know, you see it on Facebook, people ranting and stuff. And I choose my rants. I don't get involved yeah. in the too many nationals or not even so much the pro purse anymore because right. that's not. I I know I've got other arguments right. I need. You know, so, and I don't have a pro at the moment, mm-hmm. so I don't get too too much about that. But I I'm very passionate about the pits and the look and the mm-hmm. trying to showcase sponsors and, and, and that side. And then, you know, I got a, a message while I was working out the, the pits for this year and it's double. And I tried to talk to Shannon and I think, you know, I, I think Shannon and I'll put Tony D in the same bracket. I know you're friends with all of them, so you want to, don't want to say anything, but I think good guys to talk shit with, to talk old school, to talk about life, <laughs> good, good shit talking buddies. But is a business side and when I me personally I like to keep the shit talking and, and the business <laughs> I, I right. and when you're trying to talk to these guys for business and it, it I, I get frustrated with that well, you it's, know? It's, so, it's also frustrating yeah. we are in a lifestyle industry and everyone knows mm-hmm. everyone so that's kind of like people get you know boundaries get blurred and people start to get too comfortable in one area and not comfortable enough in another but like I said I, I'm calling I'm calling BA out not because like you know, I'm trying to like start something or be contentious. I'm calling them out because I think, you know, as as someone who owns it or is running a business, mm-hmm. um, these are these are legitimate criticisms, and, yeah. and I don't even care whether it's a. I mean, because I I don't I don't pay for pits, right? But but if if there's this much scuttlebutt, whether it be about pits or entry fees or how many nationals there are or any of this stuff, like. Why not engage with the people who are talking? I just about it? And, and, pros. And, yeah. and that too. But like, that, but like, have a real conversation with yes, them because the my, thing is, like, there might not be anything to be done. But at least tell us your side yeah. so that it doesn't seem like you guys. We need, are like just, a, we need a rider and sponsored you need, union. You need yeah. a guy in the middle and uh, like, like, say, it feels like I don't know if they put Shangelite on the the, the the shooting line to to take that, but and then that's the hard guy to communicate with when you mm-hmm. want to be professional. At least for me. And I know it is for a lot of other people as well. So I don't want, you know, there's a lot of good people in USA BMX. Chris Luna and, and BA's always been nice no, with me. John Davis always no been nice with me. There's no doubt that they don't love you know? BMX, right? I, I've, yeah. I've done well and live in America and, and had a, 
enjoy my, you know, racing in America and being part of it. But I think there's a, um, I feel like communicating with Shannon is really tough. And, and I know what the people do, and I think that maybe gives USA BMX a bit of a bad rap because they've had a bad experience mm-hmm. with Shannon. And I think that that's my personal thing as well. And I think what you said, like same with the pros, there needs to be that middle guy, that kind of a Jason Kahn's type dude that's, yeah. that kind of gets it. it is, you know, he, he, he understands the young kids and he has a good relationship with USA BMX. And you need that middle guy, you know. Yeah, do, they uh, really, do they really want to talk? No, I, I, again, yeah. I, I, yeah, we don't know. We need to find them. Yeah. We need the middle guy to at least, yeah. seems like that's not even been asked, you know. Know, which there the should be somebody um, well someone had a really good post um, in the thread and maybe it was in another thread I'm, I'm confusing threads but they were talking about how they would travel and spend over a thousand dollars between three kids and four classes and then they stopped racing and they said that you know they never they never got a call back like kind of saying like hey you know what was your experience how yes. come we haven't seen you in a while or how come you stopped thinking right, yeah. none of that uh, right like I, I mean, geez, I get that from worldwide cyclery. Mm-hmm. If I put something in the cart and don't buy something, yeah, they're, they're like, hey, did you forget? Yeah. Did you forget your Here's thing? And I don't feel yeah. like it's being salesy. It's like, mm. I'm just viewing it as customer mm. service. Yeah. I'm viewing it as user experience. Yes. And, and like, that's just, like, that. that's USA BMX's responsibility yeah. to, like, nurture. Mm-hmm. Yes, nurture the people that are, like, already spending money with them. And they, they, they need you know? a young, savvy, and then somebody to yeah. do the social media, you know? Like, I was watching Vegas from afar, and I was like, there was no updates for a couple of days. It was into, like, Saturday. I think they posted a couple of pictures and a couple of blurry things here and there. And then I always hop on the website Monday, Tuesday, and they post a lot of pictures. You can buy them. I do like mm-hmm. that. And I, I, I like Yeah, that's awesome. I, I give them credit for but that. But there's not, you know, they should be in the pits with videos. Even if they went live with, and, a, even, even yeah. they lived with like, yeah. kids behind the hill. Here's, hey, are you this first race? Are you excited? Or, or go live with you know an Instagram and their stories and like oh this is the first moto of Pro Open or yeah. 16x or also, sponsors. I also kind yeah. of wish there was mm-hmm. some like uh, more BMX specific like media guys who like covered yeah. the races or yes. showed like and just did like little like um, uh, post race interviews with top pros and did that kind of somebody in the, you need somebody in the pits a young yeah. savvy kid with Instagram that knows how to update hey you know here's one of our sponsors uh, stay strong hey guys yeah. Yeah, we're in the pit with. He's one of our sponsors. Her the showcasing is, the you riders. You don't even need and that much of a young, savvy kid because the, the truth of the matter is, you know, there's plenty of adults on Instagram too. Uh, you still got to be. I mean, but on the I mean, wavelength. you want to be yeah. right on the wavelength. But mm. my point is, it can get done. Yeah, yeah. You know? So anyway, we can get. Well, me, me and you and say, well, well, that was kind of like a little mini mini podcast. <laughs> Right there. Well, we can definitely follow follow up with that. Let's say there's constantly a lot of stuff. I think Timmy can I would be a good guy to do a podcast. In fact, Timmy can I need to do his own podcast because um, <laughs> it would be good to get him on here. But I think he's got enough good stuff to say that yeah, I'm sure it's something he's probably even thinking about. But um, let's wrap it up, Tori. You want anything you want to say? And uh, shout out to John. I mean, we haven't mentioned your sponsor too much. Yeah, but good guy. you know what? He'd probably be a good yeah. guy to have on the podcast. Yeah, too. he'd be a really good yeah. guy. You know? he can talk forever. Yeah. yeah. No, John, they've been really cool and. Um, you know, we talked uh, about a month ago, I guess, about after the Grand, just gave an update and just talked moving forward and stuff. And the good thing I like about them is, first of all, they signed me when I was injured, when I blew up my ankle really bad at the end of 2014. So they signed me at the beginning of 2015 when I was out and not racing. And now they've been really supportive. They know it's it's a really bad injury and they've been uh, really patient and letting me take my time to be healthy and everything. So, yeah, John and everyone at Answer and Square, they've, they've been great and... Um, you know, if you look at like Redline, for instance, they they dropped me a month after I got hurt. You know? That never and happens with Redline. Weird, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's just, yeah, it's it makes me sick when sponsors do that, especially mm. like riders or you know BMX or hockey or whatever they they risk their life or put their bodies on the line and do everything they can for you. And so 
I'm just really thankful that John and those guys and everyone has been behind me. It's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. cool. So it shows a lot about them. He's a really, he's, one thing I've learned, I learned early with him, he's a really loyal guy. Like, if, nice. you, if you do your best for him, which I do, he'll do your be his best and beyond for you. So it's pretty nice. cool. Yeah. That's cool. Jason, anything you want to say? No, said it all. We're good. All right. Thanks, Tori. That was fun, boys. Yeah, thanks that was fun. A lot. It was we good. Do it again sometime. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, you say yeah. you're starting to come into a San Diego local, so yeah, it'd be good to connect with the the current school as well, not just the the mid and the old school. Yeah, and Tori I've been, could be I've been, That'd be good. I've been kind of itching to itching to ride like some dirt jumps or something. Oh, yeah. Do I people just, do that anymore? I mean, I'm ready to ride. Fun? What's that? Oh. Well, well hopefully this. Do they have iPads at the trails? <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring mine. I'll film you. Uh, the, the, hopefully they're going to open the Highland uh, pump track. Right. Pretty sure I talked to Powell uh, cool. a couple of weeks ago, so cool. hopefully uh, that'll work There's another out. secret pump track location in North County. I'll let you know as soon as we go off air. Okay, can't wait. I'm on a ride. All right, thanks, Tori. Yeah, thanks, boys. Jason, and All we'll right. catch everybody next time. See ya. Peace.